0: Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode, of course, of the Arsenio Bug Show, bringing you today, oh my god, I think it's episode number 34 of this book. You know what? Today, we're going to get into the trust tips. We're going to get into all of this, and we're going to get into the basis of behavior number one before we get into number two, because you guys have to understand that this is very, very vital. And I'm going to give you some examples. First and foremost... When you start off any conversation, when you're starting to when you're going to kick off a conversation, you need to declare its intent. You know, it's kind of like kicking off a meeting when there when there's a lot of things festering within a company, right? People are angry, people are discontent, there's a lot of different things going on, but at the very beginning, you need to declare the intent of the meeting. So you understand what the outcomes are and what the outcomes should be. See, a lot of people, they go into meetings and they don't understand what the intent is. They don't ask any questions to themselves because they're the ones, of course, given the meeting or the conference or whatever you want to call it. And this is what leads to more miscommunication. This is what leads to wasted time. I remember one time, remember I told you there was a blaming game. There was a lot of fingers being pointed in the last meeting I've actually been to about four years ago. Nothing got accomplished, people were still angry, we didn't know what our intent was, we didn't know what we were supposed to do, and the guy, it, it was just a big foray, people got fired, et cetera, et cetera, or actually people fired themselves. So guys, if you declare your intent, especially if you have difficult things to say or hear, it makes a lot more sense. So if I look back on that specific meeting, the guy who was actually the focal point of the meeting, if he would have said, guys, listen, I just want to hurry up and tell you guys that uh, I feel that I'm ostracized. I feel that I'm not receiving as much work as I should be because of whatever reason it is. And this is what we're holding this meeting for. See, if he would have done that, that would have been great. But instead he said, oh, you know what, Upham, you're bad at your job. And there was just a blaming game. Just like over 60 year olds complaining about one another. It was just pathetic. And so, of course, three months later, he ended up firing himself, but I think he got rewarded uh, almost 10,000 US dollars for jack shit. He had no evidence whatsoever, but he destroyed a lot of relationships in doing so. So, guys, honestly, you need to understand how this works. So I'm going to give you some good examples of actually talking straight in homes and even at work. So talking straight as a parent, it is appropriate to be, yes, very, very straightforward And clear in teaching or helping a child, even dealing with, you know, difficult topics like drug abuse, choosing friends, sex. See, I didn't have that father figure when I was at the age of 11. And that was one of the critical parts of everything because that's when I started experiencing new things. I was like, why is that woman on top of that man? And, you know, it's weird. It's so funny because if I actually think about it, my brother would watch things and I'm like, what's going on in that video? I didn't understand any of that. You know, it was kind of like I was getting into, that was the puberty age, okay? I was getting ready to hit 13. Lots of changes started happening within my body. I started seeing, you know, every time I saw a particular girl, I was like, ooh, she looks so good. You know what I mean? I didn't understand any of that. And my mom, of course, she didn't have the ability to pull me aside. See, this is very, very important, especially between the ages of 10 and 13, because that's when young teenagers, especially men, often make the wrong choices, They end up choosing to be with the cool kids, and then drug abuse happens, right? They end up ditching class, and then next thing you know, making out happens, which leads to sex. You know, I mean, there are so many different rites of passage that we come across and we go through in our lives. And you know what? Those are the critical stages. So as a parent, it is very, very important to be clear in teaching. You know, I was listening to a podcast on the plane uh, while I was coming back to Bangkok, And this lady was saying so many amazing things about, of course, parenting. She's like, you know what? I don't just have that secret life that I hide from my children. I actually put my children into my activities. And I think it was so amazing. If you guys want, um, that was the Pat Flynn. That was actually two weeks ago. And I think her name was Dana. So if you guys want me to, of course, refer over that specific podcast, I absolutely will because that was incredible beyond belief because she stated so many things. I'm like, you know what? See, that is proper parenting. So if we go into the whole couple side of it, you know, being able to clearly express your thoughts, win-win situations, you know what I mean? You know, dealing with difficult topics in terms of like child discipline, in-laws, money, all that, especially money especially money, declaring the intent from the very, very beginning. You know, I remember one time I actually had, I was dating this girl, and I remember I was just paying, paying, paying. I'm like, uh, yeah, it ain't that type of party. I said, listen, what what kind of family do you come from? Because I come from a family where, you know what, we call this American share. In Thailand, we call it the Thai no-share. (laughs) <laughs> because obviously it's all dependent on the man. Remember, this is a cult. this is a culture where you're supposed to pay the family when you marry the woman. And so you pay the a lot of people would say, Oh, you pay them because, you know, you're paying them back from taking care of the girl, you know, the daughter or whatever from ages one through eighteen. Again, their culture. I will not say anything ill will of their culture, but that also feels like that's property. And so I would never do something like that because that's not who I am. That's not who my mother brought me up to be. But this specific individual is like, yeah, you are the guy. You pay for everything. And I was like, uh, deuces. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I work. That's not how I work. So conflicting beliefs can alter. And it's great to actually kick that off and just get it out the way from the very, very beginning. You know, I don't know, you know, if will I ever, you know, end up getting engaged or, you know, getting married. I have no goddamn idea. But you know what? There are some beliefs that I have that are completely opposite of what Thai people believe. Okay, so that probably brings me to the conclusion whereas, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I should, you know, there. I don't really give a damn. But I'm just saying, guys, money is critical kick that off and be very aware of it from the very, very beginning. Now, family members, okay, and you know what, you, you know, who take that kind of responsibility, say, hey, look what I've done, you know, I've done something I'd like you to notice, instead of feeling like belittled and victimized and accusing others of being, you know, insensitive or uncaring, very critical in the family life. That's probably why my family ended up derailing because it was like, listen, I lived in Australia for a year. By myself. Guys, look what I'm doing right now. They still don't understand. It's it's like I, it, everything I did from when I was a child up until, of course, you know, uh, up until now has gone unnoticed. And you know what? My brother would be the one to be like, that ain't shit. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of place I come from. So then that brings a lot of dysfunction within a household. So these are some other things. I'm going to have to write this out in the blog so you guys actually understand. But again, guys, when you're talking straight, uh, and and sometimes it's kind of like a bell curve, right? So Stephen Covey actually had a bell curve in his book, which was very, very interesting. And he says there's a left and a right, right? So at the top of the bell curve is the middle. But at the left, if you are on that side... That means that you have integrity issues, meaning you lack courage. Intent issues, meaning you have a self-focused agenda. You care more about avoiding discomfort than acting in someone's best interest. Capability issues. It can mean a, a lack of you know, verbal or interpersonal skills. Or results issues. A failure to focus on outcomes that build trust. That's what that bell curve. Again, guys, just envision this. Three squares. The bell curve on the left. It goes up in the middle square again. It's very, very high at its peak. That's where you want to be. Then it drops back down before getting back into the third square. And so, if you're on the left or the right side instead of being in the middle, you probably lack these things, you know. And again, you know, when talk straight is taken too far, this could be another reason why you're on the left or the right. It's kind of like, you know, that person that says, you know what, I do do the straight talk, but you know what, I constantly badmouth and put down others behind their backs. These are problems, guys. So, again, here we go. It's time to get into these bullet points, and then I'm going to summarize this bad boy. First and foremost, I want you guys to ask yourself what keeps you from talking straight? Is it the fear of consequences? Fear of pain? Fear of being wrong? Fear of hurting others' feelings? Is it a desire for popularity? A lack of courage? See, the challenge of living or working in an environment where people don't talk straight? So you need to identify those dividends, okay, of being honest, straightforward. Because you know what? If you don't, you're not strengthening that fourth core, which is your ability to talk straight. Become aware of your conversation. In the middle of the interaction, stop and ask yourself, you know what, am I talking straight or am I spinning? If you're spinning, figure out why. Recognize you're paying a tax for spinning and work on integrity and intent. Another thing you could do is learn to get to your point quickly. Avoid long prologues. <laughs> long stories, all right? Giving excessive context. See, recognize that in most cases, less is more. And you know what? In a legal vernacular, which Stephen Covey actually said in his book, he said, if you're explaining, you're losing. See, the personal discipline of talking straight helps create a precision of language, an economy of words, and a lack of spin. So, one other way you can do this is having an accountability partner. Involve other people. Tell them, you know what? I'm trying to really improve my ability to talk straight and communicate with others. Would you be willing to help and give me feedback? On how I'm doing with my relationship with you. See, that's another thing you can do. And you know what? And you'll be able, And when you start doing these things, you're going to be able to enable that current situation. You'll be able to track your progress. You'll be able to figure out what your blind spots are. And you know, getting feedback helps us with those blind spots. So having that type of accountability partner will help you significantly. So guys, what the summary is of this. Be honest. Tell the truth. Let people know where you stand. Use simple language. Call things for what they are. Demonstrate integrity. Don't manipulate people or distort facts. Don't spin the truth and don't leave false impressions. See, an impression is basically like, hey, you know, I, I, thought, she, I thought she met this or I thought she met that. See, you're assuming because, again, you left a false impression to begin with. So, guys, I'm going to have this written up so you can guys go over this. Cause this could be a little bit of an oath that you guys could take with you in your day. But, honestly, this is a very, very critical podcast. And I hope you guys actually start demonstrating these things. So, guys, that's the end of behavior number one. We're going to be getting into behavior number two, demonstrating respect in the next podcast. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another, of course, Arsenia Buck Show podcast. If you have any questions, you know how to get in contact with me. And you know what? Until then, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, Arsenio. Over and out.